Um, all right, welcome to the guide to living inspired practical Jewish sound bites. Today we are continuing with the laws of waking up in the morning. You guys ready to wake up like a Jew? All in favor, say aye. All right. So we already said last week, for those of you who are paying attention, that you start out, the first thing you do is, first thing? Say thank you. Say thank you. Say thank you. First thing you do in the morning is say thank you. And the second thing you do in the morning, we're about to learn, okay? And this is really important. Again, like I mentioned, it's not all or nothing. Judaism is not all or nothing. Judaism is a lifetime of relationship and and self-development and work. You take on one thing at a time. But the goal is to never stop growing, okay? So I don't recommend everyone do this tomorrow. But to some degree, this is not something that you can't do. You can do this. It's easy. And it makes a big difference. In fact, there was a rabbi. Someone came to a rabbi and he said, I'm willing to take on one mitzvah, just one. And I believe in my mind, there are two different mitzvahs that I think he said, but I think this is one of them. Um, he said to wash your hands in the morning. We're about to learn why that's so important and how you do it, a special way to do it. And the rabbi told him to start with this mitzvah, even though it's not a major mitzvah, right? You would think Yom Kippur, uh, don't eat pig, you know, marry a Jew, something big, keep Shabbos. But that's not what the rabbi said. The rabbi said, wash your hands in the morning. And the reason for that, I believe, is because if you start your day with spirituality, it's going to uplift your whole day and it's going to change your, your, who you are. And it's going to make you not want to eat pig and make you want to keep kosher and want to keep Shabbos. Do you understand the idea, guys? So the little things make big differences. If we do the things that are spiritual, that's going to change us. And really any mitzvah can change us. Any mitzvah can change your life. But this one is a special one for a number of reasons. So I'm going to start by just reading it inside and then I'll explain it. Okay. When a person gets up in the morning, he is considered a new creation. We mentioned that every day is your birthday. Literally, every day that you get up in the morning, God decided the world needs you. The world cannot exist without you. Every day it's your birthday. God gave you rebirth. When you sleep, your soul leaves your body, your consciousness. Part of your soul leaves your body and goes up to elevated spiritual levels, which is why it's possible for a very spiritual person and even a not spiritual person to sometimes have dreams that are prophetic because your soul goes to a higher level and can tap into wisdom and information. And there are people uh, in our tradition who were able to do certain spiritual things before going to sleep, and they were able to actually get answers in their sleep to questions. There's a whole book written by one of the Balitosvos, the grandchildren of Rashi who lived in France, Rabbeinu Tam, one of the greatest um, commentators, medieval commentaries on the, on the Torah and the Talmud, who he wrote an entire book based on questions he got answers to in his sleep. He asked questions before going to sleep and got incredible answers when he woke up. So every morning you're a new creation. God put your soul back in your body. And therefore we have to wash our hands. Why? So he gives really two reasons. One is just like a Kohen. 
who uh, a priest in the temple used to wash their hands in a special way every morning before doing the service in the temple. They would wash their hands with a with a kli. You guys ever eat at a Jewish meal before on Shabbos? You know that we wash our hands with a cup, a special washing cup, before we eat bread. So that's what we do in the morning. We just do it slightly in a different way, and I'll explain to you how to do it in, the, in a second. But reason number one that we do it is because we are a new creation. We're reborn. And there's a certain symbolism of washing, like being reborn, like the idea of a mikvah. A mikvah is a place, it's a it's a special ritual pool that Jews go in at different times, and it symbolizes the process of rebirth. So we wash to symbolize our being reborn, cleaning ourselves, okay? Number one. Answer number two is because we are like a high priest who's about to serve God the rest of the day. Start your day right. You wash your hands in, with a certain intention. It's like you're dedicating now your hands, which are going to go into the physical world and be busy building the world and working. Keep your hands sanctified. Lift up the physical world. Don't be pulled down by the physical world. Your hands are unique in that they can go up and they can go down. Right? It's the only part of the body that's movable. Right? Your hands can go up and they can go down because the job of the hands is to lift up the world, to lift up the physical, not to be pulled down by it. However, there's another reason that we wash our hands. And the reason for that is because when we're sleeping, our soul leaves our body. And there's a rule in physics, which is also a rule in Judaism. Jacob, what's, um, what's, what's the, um, I, actually, I don't even know if this is one of the laws of thermodynamics. Uh, nature abhors a vacuum. Did I get that right? Is that a rule? I have no idea. Nature abhors a vacuum. Do you ever hear that in physics class? So what that means is that in nature, there's no such thing really as a vacuum. I guess in space there are such things as vacuums. But the idea of nature abhors a vacuum is that... What, I think it's probably related to entropy. I can't tell you for sure, but but I'll tell you the rule in Judaism at least. I can't tell you the rule in physics. Ask a physicist. But the rule in Judaism is that there's nothing empty. There's nothing empty in this world. It's either full of spirituality or it's full of impurity. There's no in-between. And therefore, when we take something that's full and we empty it so it immediately gets filled by something else. For example, I'm going to tell you a few things that get ritual impurity in Judaism, and you're going to tell me the theme, okay? A woman in her menstruation time is impure. That's a famous one a lot of people know. We could talk about it more another time if you want to know more details. Number two, a dead body is the highest level of impurity is a dead body. Number three, a woman after she gives birth is impure. If she gives birth to a boy, she's impure for seven days. If she gives birth to a girl, she's impure for 14 days. Why? What's it going on? Okay. Number four is a man after uh, he releases his seed is impure until he goes in the mikvah. Boy, what's that? What? What's that? What do you mean? What's? Oh, sorry. I'll tell you when you're older. Um, 
Oh, what's a mikvah? Sorry, a mikvah is a is a ritual bath. It's a pure, it's a it's a pool that we go in made of natural water, which um, it allows you to become again like purified. The idea of of being reborn we mentioned a second ago about mikvah, and there's different times that a person goes in a mikvah throughout Jewish ritual. Okay, so um, it happens to be there's other things that are impure as well, like animal carcasses and um, certain types of animals, but that uh, may be related again to the idea that we mentioned of a dead body as well. Even some living animals are considered impure, um, like certain creepy crawly rodents and things like that. But what do all these things have in common? Putting rodents aside for a second. So does anyone want to take a stab at what these things have in common? Bingo. So you might think that these things have in common, right? Menstruation, ejaculation, birth, and death, the cycle of life. But there's really something more foundational because you don't get impure for having a bar mitzvah or getting married. That's also part of the cycle of life. The answer is that all of these things represent the loss of life. How so? So during menstruation, there's potential life. Right, that was about to be conceived, could have been conceived and wasn't. There's an emptiness. That emptiness, that loss of life potential gets filled with impurity. Right? Same too with ejaculation. So too with death. Right? Death is the ultimate impurity. The soul inhabited the body, left the body, the body becomes impure. What about childbirth? Why is a woman impure after giving birth to a child? Because when the child was within her, she was full of not only her soul and her life, but another life. That life force left her. She becomes impure. So here's the real question. Why, when she gives birth to a boy, is she only impure for seven days? But if she gives birth to a girl, she's impure for 14 days. Why is she impure? Because when she gives birth to a boy, she has with her the boy. And that's, that's one level of life within her. But when she gives birth to a girl, she had within her not only her life force, but the girl's life force. And the girl had the potential to give birth to another life force. So the girl has more life force potential than a boy. So when we wake up in the morning, when we were sleeping, our souls left our body. And therefore, the, our body became filled with a vacuum, a vacuum of impurity. And that impure spirit is within us. And therefore, when the soul returns to the body, we're left with a little bit of impurity. And it says that the soul, the impure spirit, leaves the body because now you're filled with your soul again. But it departs through the fingertips. It leaves through the fingertips. And therefore, your fingertips are left impure, even though the rest of your body is now filled with your soul again. Somehow, the fingertips are left impure. So how do we remove the impurity? By washing our hands with a cup three times. Now when we eat bread, we wash three times or two times on one, on the right hand and then two or three times on the left hand. But when we wash to remove the impurity, we wash alternating hands. Right, left, right, left, right, left. Three times or four times. Okay? So there is a, according to Jewish law, ideally you should not leave your bedside before washing your hands. You should have a basin and a cup next to your bed when you go to sleep, not under your bed, next to your bed, and you wash your hands with it when you wake up and then spill it out. 
and that water is impure. You have to don't drink it. Don't definitely don't drink it. I'll tell you an interesting story about that. Um, and remove it into your bathtub, into your pour it into your toilet or your sink or whatever. Um, however, there are those that say that you're allowed to walk in your house um, to the sink. But ideally, ideally, we wash by the bed. Many people do not wash by the bed. And I'm going to tell you an interesting, two interesting stories about this, and we'll conclude our, day, our session. Sorry we went a little bit longer than usual. So point number one is somebody, a rabbi I know, had a girl staying with them, and she, is, she used to be very much involved in witchcraft. She studied different arts of witchcraft and I, um, I different types of shamanism and idolatry or whatever. And the rabbi told her about this hand washing. And she said, whoa. And she said, when I was in um, studying witchcraft school, when I was in Hogwarts, I learned that one way to increase your, your witchcraft magical potential is to keep a cup of water under your bed. And in the morning, Wash your hands with that cup and then drink the water. Now, from a Jewish perspective, that is a big no-no. And it would increase your power of impurity, which would increase your ability to perform magic. Don't get any crazy ideas here, guys. Do not drink the water. Okay? Now, I want to end with one other... I want to tell you one other crazy story about this. And like we said, according to Jewish law, you're, you're, you have to wash by your bedside. But there are those that say that your whole house is kind of – you shouldn't walk four, four footsteps with, with, the, with the dirty – with the impure hands. But uh, there are those that say your whole house is like – basically has the same status of four footsteps. But um, the, there was a, a famous um, – there was a famous convert to Judaism. In the 1700s, uh, in Poland, and we went when we were in Poland in Lancet. Um, we visited the castle. We saw the castle where this convert lived. His name was um, one second. I think Poltonus. Poltonus. One second. His name was. Um, well, if someone could Google it and tell me, he's known as the Ger Tzedek. Um, uh, I think it might be. I'm not finding it right now. But anyway, he lived in 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 a castle in Lancet. He ended up. Uh, he was studied in Paris. What? Poltotsky. And he ended up in Paris, getting close to a rabbi, and ended up converting, which was a big disgrace to his family. He named himself Avraham ben Avraham in seven and in and he basically went on the run and he went into hiding and he ended up in Vilna, Lithuania, and he studied there with the Vilna Goan, who was the greatest uh, rabbi of the time, and he ended up eventually being caught and was offered to renounce Judaism and he would his family said they would give him an island somewhere and he could do whatever he wanted and he said no I want to die like a Jew. And he was burned at the stake. And the Vilna Goan said that had there been 10 Jews there at the time of his burning who, who would say a blessing, there's a blessing to be said when a Jew is killed for being Jewish, then he said Mashiach, the Messiah, would have immediately come. He said, however, that 
there were not 10 Jews there, right? But he said that through the self-sacrifice of that, of the Gertzedek, of the righteous convert, the there was an impurity that was removed from the world, and now we can walk with with our hands impure when we wake up in the morning. Still have to wash them, but you could walk to the sink. That's the crazy, spooky story of the Vilna Gon and the amazing story of the Gertzedek. His his memory should be for a blessing. And uh, that's it for tonight. And I hope that you all enjoy washing your hands in the morning. Welcome to try it out. Let me know how, what you think about this one. It's not hard to do, especially if you don't do it by your bed. If you do it in the sink, just wake up in the morning, take a cup, and wash right, left, right, left, right, left. And you have done a mitzvah that not only uh, helps you to focus your day on the goal of your day, which is to use your hands to uplift the world, uplift the physical, to remember that you're reborn every morning, and to f- remove the impurity that came in you when you were sleeping so that you're now a little bit more connected to spirituality and hopefully you'll have a more elevated day and you could use your hands to elevate the world. Thank you for